podcast has changed my life. Dan, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! Um, 1.5 metres away from each other. I thought you were about to say 1.5 million, and I was like, that's what? so far from the correct population of oh, Sydney. of Sydney? Yep. Yep, 6 but mil. Is it? I feel like... It was five when I was in primary school, and then people talk about it like it's going to hit six for a good while. Yeah. And so I assume it's happened by now. Everyone always likes to say Australia's population, like, is more than it is, I think. I th- yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's up to 27 now. <laughs> That's a good, another good example, because I think it was 20 when we were in primary school. Yeah. And you learned 20. Might, now people say 25, good. but pff, is it? I reckon it is, though, now. You reckon? It'd be close. Should we look it up on this? Should we... <laughs> Well, let's just let that be. <laughs> exactly. We're all very excited about the. Um, We're. All, I'm looking it up on my phone. How about that? Okay, then that's probably better. Um, that's not bad. Did I tell you about um, my primary school? Uh, what What I've been recently inquiring about. No. Speaking what? of primary school. Go. I um when I was in primary school, I don't know if they did this at yours. Uh, there was a you know there's like demountables and stuff. Hang on. 25.3. 25.3. Fuck, we've done it. And, Tom, census is coming up soon. Yeah. So it that's what do you mean? Might be more. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah we could yeah, find yeah. out about... It could be like 26. Oh, that, that would be boring. I don't give a shit, really. I want more. I would like to compete more on the world stage. I feel like it has effects on our GDP. The more people we have, the more productive we can be. Or it's the more we have to support. I mean, Especially if, of, if the new ones are lazy that are being born. What's the thing about the Asian Not population? You need the workers in. Mm. This is an economics podcast. Four, five, two visa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why in. you get the but working the migrants. Shut. The skilled. I mean, yeah, we're fucked at the moment. Um, anyway, um, so you're in primary school. I was in primary school. And um, in when I was in primary school, when I was in year six, they commissioned an extension of like where the music, there was like one music classroom where mm. we went on Thursdays. And um, there was like, you know, the principal's office or whatever, like some admin offices where like the school nurse kind of person was as well. Like those, the offices. The yeah, reception sure. bit. Um, we're extending that building. And as part of the construction, they said that they would be burying a time capsule. Right? Awesome. And this was a thing in primary schools, wasn't it? They would do time capsules. Well, yeah, mine did. Did, did yours? I think we did, but I can't for the life of me. <laughs> Remember where it is or what we put in there. There might be gold. There might be something valuable in there. People like the do, first Bitcoin might be in there or something. I mean, don't get ahead of yourself. From I mean, it depends when. Yeah, who knows what's it in there. It was buried. Yeah. yeah, maybe. That yeah. is an enterprising kid. I mean. And that would be crazy to know that there was a Bitcoin down there and be going into your primary school and begging them to dig it up early. But you might have been like, you're a dumb kid. You might have been like, this crypto thing's a fad. Oh, but then pass. when you grow up. Like later, when you yeah. realize it's worth millions, you go back and you're, and then they say, no, piss off. We're mm. going to dig it up in 20 years. Yeah. To which you'd have to say, okay. But then you come back at night and you just dig holes in that. Or you try and then you get they caught for being in the school. Anymore. <laughs> and then that's what you say to the judge. They're accusing you of being a pedophile because you're hanging around the school. You're like, yeah. nah, I'm tied up in crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Bitcoin guy. I'm a Bitcoin. I'm not interested in the children. If anything, I want them gone. Yeah, well, less children, more Bitcoin. Well, exactly. I'm trying to get under the ground. You know. Yeah, no pedophile is trying to get under the ground. And then the judge is like, what, there's an underground society of like... Of pedophiles. And you're like, no, it's a you Bitcoin. It. Just, it's, it's a society. Bitcoin. Whether you pay for things with and a digital token. And this is probably also like 10 years ago. 
Well, this has been said. So Bitcoin. I mean, this is this story. No, no, because if it was now, because now it's probably been dug up. But this is ten years ago when I'm like, Mm. I got to get this Bitcoin back. Mm. At that point, it's probably worth four grand, maybe totally. Ten years ago, the judge probably doesn't even know what Bitcoin is. He probably thinks that's the name of the illegal pedophile ring that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, little bits of coin. But it does sound <laughs> creepy. Yeah, well, that's how you pay for little pedophile escort boys. I mean, I think it actually just is also what oh, um, yeah, people yeah, yeah. use on the dark web to... Now, if a kid put a Bitcoin in a time capsule mm-hmm. and then came back in 10 years, depending on how it goes, it probably will go down, that they'll have lost money. Yeah, you know not worth... I mean? Yeah, it will cost 12 you. 12-year-old coming back when they're 22, they fucking made a loss. Yeah. That's less fun. But can you even get a physical Bitcoin? I think you can, I almost said print it off, but no, you can have it on your computer and then you can put it on a USB. So yeah, you, you pop the USB You can pop there. the USB down there. Yeah. So what did you put in your, um, your time capsule? Well, all I remember, I remember it being quite a big thing. This wasn't something that they were doing every year. This was like a special thing they were building. There was construction going on. They were going to extend this... Um, this classroom, build a few more classrooms. So to celebrate, they're like, well, we'll do what everyone wants, a well, time I, capsule. I suppose, like, while we've got the party? tractors out, we're going to... Oh, yeah, okay. We're going to stick yeah, it. fair enough. But then that seems too What's extreme they put to it put in it like, under, in like, the all the other shit. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to knock like, the building down. It's like, fucking easy to get to. <laughs> to get the newspaper from 2002. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But then this is the issue. So all I remember is um, writing a letter to myself, which is the classic... Right, they get you to write a letter to your future self, mm. and so when you dig up the time capsule and you open it, you get to read a letter from yourself, which is pretty cute. I was twelve or eleven at the time. I was in year six. This would have been the year two thousand and one, I think. And I remember that they were going to dig it up in twenty twenty, so oh, wow. it should have been dug up. And I remember, I think I was yeah, writing a letter to my thirty year old self. So in my mind, it's like I should have got this fucking letter. Like this you, is, I've thought about it. Is your school in touch with you still? No. Like, is there an alumni program? Well, they are now because I fucking sent an email. Because <laughs> you're a pedophile. I've been, no. Keep claiming you're looking for Bitcoin. No. And so that, this isn't going to look good as well, the Bitcoin thing, because the Bitcoin thing is is fake. Not That real. was a joke. That is not my excuse if I do Absolutely. get caught. on. But it is real that there was a time capsule and I want to, I just want the warm memories of my childhood, which is worth more than Bitcoin in my mind. But as if they haven't forgotten it, like how many teachers would still be there? Yeah, but this is my point. It's like, yeah, they probably have fucking forgotten, but yeah. then don't fucking promise me a time capsule and make that a big part of my... Like, were they just never planning to open the time capsule? Do they do that all the time? Well, like, lie to the yeah, children? Of course they do. They lie to the kids. But also, imagine now even going back, like, to, be like, to be like, hey, I went to this school. Mm. Um, do you guys remember there was a time capsule? Yeah. I just want to get the time capsule. Yeah. That'd be like, get fuck off. Half like, the teacher's younger than me. Yeah. They'd like, be what like, do you mean? We didn't actually bury the time capsule. Like, we just put it in the back of the classroom. And then I'm like, it's in the foundations. <laughs> we need to get serious. It's going to cost 100 grand minimum. We're explode a whole building. <laughs> I know you're busy. It's COVID. You're trying to, like, have the right amount of kids in and learning from home. And no, nah, we need just so you to can knock read down the music building. Exactly. Because it would be pretty fascinating. I have no recollection, really, of what I wrote. Uh, mm. But I think it would be interesting to interesting to see. And I don't think it's right to just lie to children just because it's... I mean, I think it has some value to do it, even if you don't read it, to, like, think about your future. It, it forces the child to think about oh, themselves I in the future and write a letter to themselves. That's probably 
therapeutic in some way. I don't think they thought about that in any way. I thought they were just like, how do we pass? Well, it's like they'll probably like it's twelve thirty now. School knocks off at three. You think it was an we improvised announcement? Kids for two that hours. afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we'll just be like, oh, there's a fucking time capsule. Can everyone do There something? was never a time capsule. Look, there might be a time capsule. It would have been a box. But whether they put that much importance on you writing a letter to yourself and then reading it mm. in twenty years time, I I highly doubt they'll like. I think they were just like, can you do something? It's that or a fucking finger painting, like for totally. you to put in there. But it's just, don't promise then. It's like that Seinfeld bit where he's like, everyone can take the reservation. You've got to honour the, re- <laughs> the reservation. That's the point of a reservation. It's like everyone can just be like, so yeah, give me a letter. Re- 20 year yeah, reservation. I'll hold on to it. But it is. I've been, pri- and I like, I've, haven't thought about it that much, but a few times over the past like 10 years, I've been like, oh, that's a, something to look forward to. In three years now, I'm going to get a read that letter. Did you think there'd be a big. You'd get like yeah. a letter in the mail being like, we're yeah. doing it. Yeah. We're digging it up. Mm-hmm. It would be like a school reunion. Yeah. Everyone would- <laughs> it's exactly what, I, exactly what I was picturing. I think I remember picturing at the time, like a girl I had a crush on, like I'll see her there and we'll be 30 and like oh that'll be a God. fun thing back at the school. Like it'll be fascinating. Your, I think I know what your letter was about. <laughs> I love Madeline. I love Madeline. I love Madeline. <laughs> Did you get to second base with Madeline? I swear to God, I hope nothing more in the world. <laughs> yeah, than I better you. be married to Madeline by now. <laughs> Otherwise, exactly. you have failed me, 30-year-old Tom. pathetic <laughs> fucking cunt. Fuck you, you 30-year-old idiot. It would be cool if you picked... Married Madeline. Because well, you would have been 10. You picked mm. it up and 10-year-old you was just like, fuck cunt, fuck cunt. And you're like, whoa, Maybe. I was an aggressive kid. I think the teachers might have reviewed the letters. Oh, there's some editing. I think so. If you but went then, to a real fancy school, mm. it wasn't that fancy, was it? It was a public school. It was a public school? Yeah. But, but it, it was, I mean, like, it was a... Pretty good one. I reckon if you went to like a real fancy private school, because mm. they care about their alumni. I think that's what you're paying for. I think they that would have done. For, they, they would have, have done have, a thing. Yeah, and they, they have get, a program. They have someone whose job it is to manage that and send out emails and ask for donations. That's why they do it. Yeah, yeah. No one was donating to your school. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> the yeah. only donation you'd be to blow up the foundation. Not any <laughs> fucking more. I'm not. If they called me, I'd laugh. But I sent an email being like, "Hey there." This was a few months ago. No, it isn't a priority at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like the kids aren't even allowed into the classroom. <laughs> Chaos. Well, it's maybe like that's a good time to unpre- do it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's no kids in the classroom. Maybe yeah. send someone in, have a dig around. I'm not sure where it, where it is, uh, what you did with it. Look in the filing cabinets. But yeah, no response. Do you have any friends that... Um, um, so, so I... you have a friend? Um, I might have told you. I don't know if I have, but anyway... Mm. Um, he went to a really fancy Jewish boys' school, maybe, in Melbourne. Mm. Anyway, I was talking about the time I had... Because you know how you'd have motivational speakers that would come to your school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll come and they would like... Yeah, I mean, sometimes I remember we would have like an ex-Olympian right. in like not a good sport, like a European okay. handball, you know, something What's that no one saying, really cares about. You're saying there's, a, there's tears to the celebs you well, get. Well, this, this is what I'm saying, right? So the main one that I remember is that we got this guy mm. that came to our school um, that went to prison because he he stood over an overpass with a rock, like a big rock, <laughs> threw it at a car, went through the windshield, okay. killed the woman driving the car. Oh, my God. So he murders this woman. He goes to and prison. And now he's touring. Now he's on the circuit. <laughs> he's doing the comedy stuff. Best thing he ever did. No, so he comes to the school. Yeah, he went to prison. He goes for to a prison. While. I imagine. For murder. I think for like a decade or something. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he comes to our school. It's like an assembly. Sits us all down and he's like, yeah. 
So yeah, there was this rock, and like I got on the. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, I'd like to introduce the coolest guy we could find. <laughs> this guy is a bad ass. He's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> You're gonna love him. Give it up for Rock Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he comes out. He tells a story. He's like, I'm on the overpass. I get the rock. I throw it. Dies. I go to prison. It was like really bad. <laughs> This is, so he's taking you through. Yeah, like, go through the whole thing. Well, I mean, yeah. what else is... I don't know why else he's there. Like, he's got to talk about it. <laughs> he so, plugs his poetry. Like, look, I don't like the rock stuff. <laughs> I'm over the rock stuff. I don't want to do the rock stuff anymore. You can't watch I've it. I've actually got some poems about, like, my feelings and um, I'm getting into um, Well, he did talk recently. about prison and, like, what he mm. did in prison for ages. But anyway, he gets Fair to the, the end and he goes, so in conclusion, mm. don't... Um, <laughs> rocks at cars. In conclusion. He was like, in conclusion, I'm here today to kind of tell you guys, yeah. if you're thinking about throwing a rock at a car. Yeah. That was coming through early on. Yeah. But that was going to be <laughs> and we were how just, this was wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We were just going like, to be the moral of the story here. We were like, hey, and we were like, we weren't going to do that, man. Like, we're not You're going to generalize a, a little bit? Just say. From don't throw rock. How about be responsible? Think your be actions respectful. through. Don't be peer pressured into doing silly things. He's like, no, specifically rocks. Rocks. Everything and else is and highways. If you want to throw like a, you know, like a foam roller at a car. See what happens. It. I've It'll never done that. Probably bounce Maybe off. Maybe it helps them. Maybe it's funny. The rock wasn't funny. And the car pulls over and starts clapping you. That was yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> to kill across at the top of the highway. You're getting big laughs. On the Eastern <laughs> Distributor. Yeah. Hardest crowd. You'd They're moving to- so quick. <laughs> oh, Can't get any eyes on them. Fuck, you know, you'd have to do the gag, like have a video of you playing 1K at one overpass. Oh. And then you'd be at the next overpass Dude, to get the laughs. Like, you do that a, was me. You do the setup at one overpass. <laughs> And then you try to deliver the punchline and get to the other. Set up punchline, then it's you, like, taking the laugh. Because you gotta, yeah, if you yeah, don't you get, gotta the get the credit. It'd be like the honks. You know when everyone was doing stand-up <laughs> yeah. in those outdoor cinemas yeah. and there was just, like, the honks? That's what it'd be like, but trying yeah. to get it but five moving. caves down the road. Yeah. And then the best guy, who's, like, the crowd work comedian, he's in the traffic. He's dodging. They're fucking coming at him. He's like, oh, shit. And the, the hardest you could kill would be to cause a pile-up. Totally. Like, like and he, then still laugh, though. Oh, totally. Yeah. People are like half out of their cars. <laughs> their legs are off. They're like, oh, that the paramedics get though. there. They, the person in the car tells them the joke. They start laughing. They rip that off. Laughter's the best medicine. Can't tell that joke again. I loved it. I mean, people kind of do that with like marry me signs. That's the closest. Yeah. I mean, it is all. Um, they'll put up a sign, like a fake sign, and then like. You have to monitor the smiles. I don't think you're allowed to do it, are you? To muck with the signs, probably not. Maybe that's what some uh, cops with the radar guns are. When I see those, they're judging li- those radar guns well, can tell I, laughs inside the car. Well, maybe they're little telescopes to see if people are smiling at the gag <laughs> they put or the graffiti. You know what I mean? I assume it's cops measuring speed, but maybe it's people measuring smiles. Like, do you think that was funny? That's an eight punchline. Yeah. Yeah, Did you see that tag? Yeah. Fuck. yeah. Nine out of ten people. Bit of a giggle from that. So it's pretty good. Well, anyway, so rock guy. I so I was telling my friend rock guy story because I was like. I look back on that and being like, they should have got someone better, like, to come to our school. And you remember thinking at the time... We all did. Obviously, we're not going to throw rocks off, like, what the... It was a collective Or were you like, oh, good. Yeah, good advice. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think there was one guy holding a rock, watching it, <laughs> and puts it down. He goes, oh, fuck, all right. Well, that's... My afternoon plans have changed. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone was kind of like... like a time capsule. <laughs> Um, anyway, so uh, I was telling my friend this, yeah. and then he said, oh, yeah, cool, that reminds me of the time Bill Clinton came and spoke at my Fuck school. Fuck off. Yeah. 
Bill Clinton. I knew from the way that this story was framed that it was going to be someone well, of famous. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is so much higher. Than well, I it couldn't be a bigger. He's gap. one of the most famous people in the world and most powerful people in the world. International pants man, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Yeah, and other yeah. And, That's not why and you got booked. It's like, it's like the rock guy didn't want to talk about the rock. Bill Clinton doesn't want to talk about politics. He's like, all right, this is how you fuck chicks, all right, guys? That's how they introduce him. They're like, hey, international pants man, Bill Clinton, we got him in here to teach you boys some lessons. He's like, exactly. I was also president of the fucking United States. Yeah, but no, we're going to focus on pickup artistry, all right? You want to come in confident, eye contact. Ask a question. Don't listen. Say your thing. <laughs> um, if the you, he's like, you can fuck your staffers. You'll get away with it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm so still married to her. Do the politics thing, but then eventually they, yeah, for power, they love it. Um, but he said, because I was like, that's so cra- crazy. Mm. He said he'd also had prime ministers come to the school. But he got what Clinton. What are you talking about? To do what? To say. Just to talk to the boys. Imagine if their speech was like, hey, boys. Throw rocks off our ways. <laughs> it is funny. Like it's pretty. Funny. If you're working class, you get caught. You get a prison. But if you're rich, you get it's you fucking sorted out. And it's well, maybe the guy theater. that did it was rich, and that's why he got on the public speaking circuit. The guy that came to my school was he rich? I don't know, but it does seem like not a natural. It's like his incentive, like he's monetized the horrific yeah. thing he did. I mean, it's pretty crazy to get. But then, then again, I feel like that is a big part of. I mean, in terms of the different categories of school speaker that I remember. I mean, I think there were a bunch, a few that I can remember. One was, I think, Jesse someone who sailed. Jesse Martin. Jesse Martin. The youngest man to sail solo, unassisted around the world. No, youngest person got beaten by that girl with the big jaw. What turned it? Not the big jaw. No, she just... Greta Thunberg. (laughs) She's like Greta Thunberg. There was a girl. Australian girl. Yeah, Aussie. Um, Anyway, it doesn't matter what her name is. Oh, no, it does matter. But, like, not for this conversation. I remember her. Yeah. It was huge. People lined the totally, harbour. Totally, yeah. Can't remember. But um, he, I mean, we've been joking about coming there with the big story and then doing the doing new stuff at these events. But he actually did that because he wrote a book, which I think was pretty famous. The book about was called Lionheart. Lionheart. I read the book. That's right. Okay. I didn't. But he came, like, that's why he was famous and probably was on the speaking circuit. If you got a book, you can speak. Totally. Yeah. Um, and he had like, yeah, a compelling story about doing something when you're young, which would be inspiring to teenagers. Like pretty perfect booking, really. But he had a second book about a second sailing trip he went on, this time not solo, and I think not very impressive Didn't in terms of where he went. Record. No world record broken. He took some mates and he just like sounded he like to he... went manly. He, well, he, I think he might, might have gone, I'm really stretching my memory here, but like somewhere in Asia... And just like sailed around a little bit. Sounds like a Kentucky tour or something. He just took yeah, like five mates. Greek island. Yeah. And they just had a lot of fun. And that's what his second book was about. He was telling us about Did he that. mainly focus on that? Exclusively focused on that. And I remember a few teachers. Like going to see Bob Dylan and he does all the new stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing, Jesse? And it was the first time that I thought of those people as like people that were paid. Because what, I remember having a conversation with two different teachers who said that he was disappointing. Uh, they, the they teachers, were, yeah, they were like, oh, they were, they were angry that he did new because it cost money. I think someone said he gets a thousand bucks or something. Or oh, I could be more now. Now, oh, totally. I just think like public well, speaking. I mean, Bill Clinton's on more than a grand. Well, Clinton can't have invoiced. <laughs> oh, like you it. reckon he's doing it for free? I reckon there was some kind of weird hookup because it was in Melbourne. Mm. I remember when he did that Melbourne tour because I remember he got. <clears throat> 
He, this is a good story. He went to you play. You remember the tour? No, no, I just remember that. The schools. This note. <laughs> you got the, the jumper? <laughs> well, 96, I, Bill Clinton. Well, I was dealing with rock throwing guy. I wanted something totally. better. Totally. Um, I was following him around. But he went to go, go play this golf course in Melbourne called Capital Golf oh, Club. Oh, you know about and, the golf. And um, it was booked and the guy in the pro shop didn't know who it was and denied him. He was like, sorry, mate, we're full. He didn't recognise Bill Clinton? Yeah. And didn't let him play. And I reckon the Secret Service would have been a giveaway as well. They probably <laughs> they, followed him they're into too the secret. Program. No one could see him. So a bit less secret. Maybe How are you on the course already? No, that you were. Oh my god, that's kind of nice though. Yeah, no special treatment. Yeah, I mean, but I think the the fact that I know the story suggests that he, he got out. Maybe Clinton wasn't too happy. About yeah, it. I reckon he would be used to people letting him play golf mm. whenever he wanted. Yeah, but yeah. another um another person who I remember speaking. Well, not. People, but in terms of the types, I remember one of that kind of rock throwing type, which was something along the lines of, um, oh, thank you. Like a lesson learned. That lesson was learned. a popular one. A paraplegic guy or someone in a wheelchair who Cut fucked his neck it. diving into a, a the beach oh. and he didn't check that it was too shallow and he fucked himself. I remember That's that something one. that I've been warned about a lot yeah, growing up. Totally. So I think that was a classic one. So, I mean, that would be maybe a bit of a positive thing about if you fuck your neck, you're like, ah, my legs might not ever work again. Call an ambulance, ah. But in the back of your head, you're like, speaking gigs. It's not you know what I mean? That's like <laughs> 1,200. You could do two, three a week. I watched you Remember the bad. Titans the other night. And um, mm. have you seen the movie? Not for I forget, yeah. I forget I the mean, Titans. I watch it. Anyway, I you forget, forget, you forget the Titans. Fuck, mm. go on. How could you? Um, but the guy, it's like the classic football thing. The good player gets injured. He gets para, like paralyzed. Mm. And he's in hospital. Gets paralyzed that day, that night at the game. They all go to the hospital. Yeah. And he's like in there or whatever. And then the coach goes in. Like he's just learnt he's been paralyzed. Mm. And then he says to the co- coach, he's like, I've been reading up. Have you heard about these Paralympics? So I'm going to go to the yeah, Paralympics. Yeah, that's sick. Within hours. I, can I be honest? I, can, that, I relate to that. That's me. Because I like basketball, and I played I've played basketball for for years, not the last few, but like all through high school and stuff. Fancy myself as okay at it, yeah. Not even close to being competitive, yeah. In any totally. sort of pro league, as a, a able-bodied man, but get me in a wheelchair. I'm not saying it would be easy to get into like the Australian team or something, but I think then that would become a big goal in my life is to get into the Australian team. And it would be fun, wouldn't it? It would be a lot of you fun. Can't, you and it's more doable because obviously the, you know, the, there's less people gunning for those positions. I have a foot injury at the moment. Oh. I wonder if I could. Me too. <laughs> I have a stress fracture in my foot. You got a stress fracture? Yeah, from running too much. Fuck. So yeah. it's actually fractured. But Did also you get an x-ray? Um, oh, no, no, no. But Googling, it's well, they said nothing you can do. It's just a light stretch fra- yeah, fracture yeah, yeah. and it's like Stay eight weeks it. or whatever. But it's from just running in shitty shoes. Not Mm. shitty shoes, just like I just had two pairs of running shoes that were both probably five or six years old and a bit worn down and increasing the amount I was running and not building it up. Mm. But anyway, um, my point is is like, do you think I could get in the wheelchair? (laughs) Straight away I'm like... God, I watched the Boomers beat America the other night. Sprain your ankle? (laughs) All of a sudden you're like Paralympics. Oh, guys, I could run the point here, surely. I don't think LeBron looks like an athlete. What do you mean? He just has the head of, like, not an athlete, I think. He has the head of, like, someone that works... Not sexy enough? Just doesn't look sleek or quick. And then you watch him play and you're like, mm. oh, my God, he's, like, obviously the best ever or one of the best ever. He's, but his head looks like... 
It's just too. It's it, he should be doing manual labor with that head. I agree. Do you well, think security like or something? Like he doesn't look like he yeah. should have so much like romance in the thing he does. Do you know totally. what I mean? I agree. Or a footballer maybe. Yeah. Oh no, he too could. kind of brutish for that too. Too brutish to be a football player. Oh, no, do no, you mean no, football is no. in like yeah, not like the world game. Oh, sorry, I mean yes. like of oh. course he could be a rugby league player. Yes, yeah, yeah. He'd be the most beautiful totally. rugby league player. That'd be great. I mean, he'd be t- almost too big. I feel like. Is this true that elite athletes, a disproportionate number of them, are kind of hot? It's a great question. I think a lot of them are hot. But that's because you've got to be... I suppose they're in shape, which gets you a long way to being pretty sexy. Well, yeah. I've... But like a lot of the top basketball players are like very marketable because I think if you break it down, and you forget this as a straight man when you're watching, but I think it does inform your opinion of them a little bit. Because hot people are nice to look at. But a lot of them are, like, pretty hot. Like, Kyrie Irving's a good example. He's a cutie. He's a cutie. Damien Lillard, like, um, cutie. Stephen Curry, cutie. Who's that guy in the rugby league? Plays for Queensland fullback. Ponga, he's a cutie. Oh, Ponga's a cutie. But, yeah, I think it's, like, because, like, men are so bland. I mean, if, if you're just an athlete, they're just going to have great bodies. Yeah, just, but I'm talking face. But no, but I think the face is so, it's just a bit nothing for men. Not with some of these stars. You're saying they're objectively like beautiful I if, faces. I reckon. But also if, the sample size. No, but this is what I'm saying. So if you look at society mm-hmm. and you look at the percentage of people that you look at their face, just their face, and you'd go, they're pretty sexy. They're pretty cute, right? Yeah. What percentage are we saying? 15%, 20% or something? Seems crazy high. 10. You reckon? 10%. Okay. I'm, I, I reckon if you got the top 10 to 15 people in, the in every sport, right? You put them, them all in a bundle and then you'd run the same test. I think we're looking at 60, 70% of them are cute. Mm. Maybe they're destined for greatness. I think so. And Maybe that's part of it. The but physical like abilities comes up into your face and makes you sexy as well. Like, because dude, obviously to be a good athlete, you have to be a good... You know, R- Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, the flip side though, Messi. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think you'd have to put him... If he wasn't famous and, like, very sexy, he's not that hot. I, he, I agree. You walk past that guy in the street. Yeah. He, I mean, he's cute now. I find him, him cute as well. But that's only because he's, like, shorter than the others and, like, he's cute in opposition to what his context. But take him out of that context and he's just a normal-looking guy. Ronaldo's a great example. He's that's the, what one of the hottest guys I've ever seen be, in my life and yeah. he's, like, also <laughs> the best at soccer. Like, what the fuck's going on there? Michael Jordan as well. Hot. Yeah. What the hell? Symmetrical face. Beautiful. Is Michael Jordan hot? He's got a symmetrical face. He's not the hottest guy in the world, but he's like iconic looking. He wouldn't be as famous and successful, I don't think, if he was like, hello. Yeah, if it was a bit I'm very good at basketball. But the face is so like void of sexuality now because it's just been everywhere. The face. Oh, his face. His face. You're like, the face has lost it. No, but I think of it The face is out. What's in? The elbow. <laughs> well, I mean, show us his elbow because I see his face so much that it's like, I can't imagine rooting Michael Jordan. You can't imagine rooting Michael Jordan. Why? I don't, because he doesn't, you see, he's so visible that it's not sexual. You're right, it's like fucking a shoe or a, a yeah, billboard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's like fucking right. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's no love here, there's no passion, you're like an icon, you're like a company, you're an organisation. Imagine fucking, because was Ronald a real guy? Like, I think he probably was at some point. You think Ronald McDonald was real? Well, they created... Some guy had to play Ronald. 
And then he has a wife. Hang on. So, yeah, the first guy to play Ronald was that, like, did he have that gig for, like, 10 years, 15 years? Probably. Because they were like, they were probably like, we're going to find a guy that's got red hair, looks a bit fucked up. And if you're killing it, yeah. if you do well for the first few, it's like, mate, sign you up for a year. Yeah, come back. Tur- you're, you're touring. You're almost like the Subway um, Jared Fogel guy. Like, you're the, you're the spokesperson. Oh, the pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. But, but maybe wh- he did, like, five years, six years. Seven years, and then what? He gets fired. Maybe he. Well, I think maybe the cost. Well, I don't know if you've seen maybe the, the McDonald's movie, job, and that's how they got the burg- hamburger. I think it was idea. expanding too far, oh. too fast for him to probably make it to all the McDonald's. You can't. Yeah, I mean, he can't go to franchises were popping up <laughs> all on, over the not, country when he's touring. He's when doing it gets like big. A, he's not going to the McDonald's themselves. He'd have to go to like. I'm picturing him at least in a Westfield food court, like in the, you know they set up the little stages. Like Guy Sebastian might come and play it. No, isn't he just there and people get a photo? He doesn't do it. He doesn't have an act. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to be here. My name's Ronald McDonald. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they call it a hamburger? There's not even fucking ham on it. Sorry, I shouldn't say fuck. This is actually a very child-friendly... I'm in the kids section. I'm so sorry. sorry. You know when you're on the slide, someone pisses on the slide? What's that all about? (laughs) Would I like fries with that? Of course I would. This is the 60s. Even now I know. Ronald would have had to go home and... And so, like, he's got a partner, and they've got to have sex with him. And his job is to be—he's like this fucking loser that is the face of McDonald's. Loser? He'd be making good money. Yeah, but no one. Do you reckon he was a comedian? He's like, that's the ultimate sellout. <laughs> Imagine if one of our peers, one of our friends, becomes Ronald McDonald. Who would do it? Weren't there some local Sydney comedians that approached a Porto to uh, offer to be there? Um, I don't know. I would do that. Offered to be their, their spokesperson or their their mascot. I got teary once when I was reading the story of a Porto. <laughs> this small town guy, this little Portuguese on the man. wall. Yeah, on you're the in wall. the burger room, the wall tearing you, up. Yeah, have you seen it on the wall? <laughs> like, you're okay. I've read it. Yeah, I didn't fucking cry. This young eighteen year old guy. He travels from Portugal. He comes to Australia. Sydney at that point, Tom, is not the Portuguese chicken stronghold it is now. Now it's a huge Portuguese chicken town. Back then, nothing. He sets up this store on the beach in Bondi. It's kind of part of the... He, the reason Bondi is so iconic is kind of tied to yeah. a Porto chicken. And then, you know, <laughs> he opens up another one in Balmain. It's still him doing He's got the secret sauce people lining yeah. up. And then in 2004, something happens because it yeah. went from seven stores to 154 nationwide what in do you 2004. Mean? In one year? Yeah, I think there was a buyout, a huge buyout. He's not doing that by himself. Yeah, he can't Fucking do that by himself. Hell. That's what I was laughing at you until that's, that's a significant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, I'm more reading uh, Russian literature, some kind of graphic novels. <laughs> no, You're no, reading no, no. The Wall of a Porto and being <laughs> like, this is the greatest literature I've ever seen in my life. You want to have a good read? Get down to that Porto on Enmore Road. It's in a weird car park. You can get the train to Newtown. <laughs> A big wall with it on there. <laughs> Don't read anything on the train. Get ready. Get right in the mood. You'll cry. You'll cry. It's like reading the last Harry Potter. A story comes to an end. What's a your favourite book? Mm, it's not really a book. It's more of a wall. Can you get it on Kindle? You should be able to get it on. They should make a documentary uh-huh. about it. You should just write it down and then sell it. Sell it to Kindle. I think a porto would want in on it. Probably mm. if I told the story, I could make it up. Make. You know, create a different chicken chain, maybe. It's a great story, though. <laughs> it's so funny. To but so who, which comedians approached? I don't, I, I forget who. This is one of those stories you hear. Maybe Kyle Legacy or something. Yeah. He looks a bit like uh, Ronald McDonald. 
Well, he kind of would be. He is a mascot for something. You know, we're like exactly. LeBron's he born to play basketball. Exactly. <laughs> Carl's exactly. born to endorse some kind of fucked shitty chair. Like hype boy. But yeah. then the other thing with Ronald McDonald, have you watched this um this show on Amazon called Lux Listings? Oh, they're making an Australian version, I think. They have made one. It's on Amazon. Oh, is it Australian? From last week. It's on, it's Sydney Real Estate. Is it good? It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's just follows three real estate agents through the eastern suburbs. In the eastern suburbs, yeah, they're this, selling yeah. very expensive houses, mm. uh, and so basically the benefits of watching the show is a you get to look at these expensive houses, um, which is kind of mildly interesting. Um, particularly if you live here, you know you, you drive past four clues or whatever. You're like, what? Yeah, oh my god, fifty million dollars. What, wonder what's in there. You get to see what's in there, <sighs> but then also you get to see these characters who are um, who are selling the properties. And they're fucked. Like, they're just the most Sydney people you can even imagine times two. Are they all doing... Think. Oh, not on camera, but they, they're probably exactly what I imagine them to be. Yeah, exactly. Crazy suits. Crazy suits. Crazy Sunglasses, like, perfect beards. I went to an auction in Bondi once. Obviously mm. not to buy. I just want to have a look. Mm. It was down the road from where we used to live. And... um yeah, the, I remember the, there were three real estate agents in like these crazy blue suits. Like it's like they're making ties. fun of the thing. Yeah, that it's like the stereotype is it. here and they're like three times the stereotype and they're not kidding. They're yeah. doing it for real. One of the two, well, one of the three, sorry. So there's two guys and one woman um, that they follow that are real estate agents. The woman kind of doesn't identify as being one of those flashy ones, but she's like... Pretty much yeah. the same. Like, they're all in this real estate world. But they're perfect for this kind of reality, kind of vaguely scripted thing because they're just so used to performing. Because real drama? No, oh, yeah, there's a bit of drama. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're, they're not going to pay themselves they in the pay fucking a million ads. under the asking or exactly. something. Yeah. Well, one of them is a buyer's agent, so they negotiate. Uh-huh. And it just it becomes clear that these people don't do anything. It's like there's some person who owns, like, an $80 million house and they want to sell it. Like, and then someone who, all the buyer's agent does is just go look and probably send some photos to the buyer and then they buy it and they yeah, but pretend to negotiate, but they don't really do anything. But I so say, yeah, but they probably do have a job because say if you had a normal house that was mm. worth, I don't know, what's a normal, 700, well, not in Sydney, but whatever. Say you had a house sure. that's worth $800,000. Mm-hmm. You could probably sell it by like a, a Facebook status in all seriousness, yeah. like a bunch of them on your Instagram be like, Hey, is anyone need looking someone to do the admin? Like, what do you do? You know, yeah, the contracts all the contracts and stuff, but you could get someone interested. Surely put a sign yeah. in the fucking front of your house. You totally. know, 80 million country. Where do you find someone who's buying an $80 million house? Totally. But, and then that's literally all they do. But what they enjoy doing is first of all, putting themselves in the ads so, like, the ad will be for the house, and they're there like, hey, what's up? This that is, is like- so funny, other little real estate pictures. Not needed in any totally. way. Totally. There's a guy in there. I look at those things, and sometimes I'm like, do I get the guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're in the, the photo. room. <laughs> yeah, you've got the, like, the, the couch there. That comes with it. Does that guy... You put in an extra bid to get the guy. I'll pay $40 extra. I'll pay asking. $400 a week more for the guy if I get to torture him. <laughs> Well, that would be great. He's my it, guy. The irony is they put a photo of themselves in and that's the last time you see them after you rent their house. Because, like, when are they ever around? There's no renter? reason for real estate agents to be front and centre in their advertising. I don't understand why there's not a real estate company that is just the brand name and then you never see or fucking hear from in the advertising any of the people. Like, who cares? Just people put it nothing. up on your website. They put it up on realestate.com and domain. Put the price there. 
take the emails and send details to people and then fucking, like, there's no reason well, for there what? to be a suited guy like, hey. Absolutely not. I inquired about an apartment today mm. and I got an email back saying, because of COVID, we're not doing look-ins. And it said, mm. and then it sent me the address, which I already had because it was yeah. like, and he said, do you want to do a drive-by? A drive-by. If by. not, here's the application form to apply. That was their... I can organise a drive-by. Yeah. I don't need your permission for a drive-by. Do street view. Well, you can do street view, but then he was sent me the application. He was like that quick. It was like, well, well there are like your one options. one-on-one you can do. Well, he was saying there was none. You can't do it. No, that's yeah. rough. I think maybe the people in there didn't want people coming in or something. Fair enough. That is actually fair enough. The, um, Pax's like listings. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, one of the, probably the douchiest guy, but who's also the most charismatic. I, he's, he's a very short <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, which always helps. Is I he think. an ex-rugby player? <sighs> Don't reckon. Bit bit small. Okay. But there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big uh, part of the real estate market, I reckon. Especially in the East. Totally. Mm. But he, um, at some point he's on a boat, like for his like Christmas party for his um, for his company that he's put on. He's given them all a pep talk and then he, he's getting a be call. On I reckon 80% of those harbour boats are yeah. real estate agents. Uh-huh. And then he gets his phone out. He's like, sorry, I'm getting a call. It's Ray White. <laughs> the Ray White. It's, it's the Ray White. It's Ray. It's Ray. It's like, I don't even fucking think that Ray Dude, White was a bloke. This but is like, crazy. It's, that's the craziest real estate brag. It's like, oh, it's LJ Hooker. It's like working at McDonald's it's an, it's being actual, like, throttle McDonald, sorry, I'm going to have to take this. But I think that would be a huge, yeah, if Mr. McDonald rings you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to. Sorry, guys, the, curd, the curdle's on the line. <laughs> but because I. He's so, told you two of the spices. You're like, oh, is that one of the spices? That's Dude, crazy. Just nine more, nine more. <laughs> Come nine on, more. man. So my uh, girlfriend's housemate is um, filming. It must be a Channel Nine rival show to this because Tom. Oh, right. Last week he was at Ray White's house filming. Oh shit! But this is crazy. That but Ray White's got his fucking fingers in both pies. I think you would want the. I mean, Ray White. He wants the expo. Like he's built up this huge empire. He doesn't care. I didn't know he was a guy. I, suppose. I didn't know he was a guy. Yeah, is LJ Hooker a guy? Yeah, because LJ Hooker, do you remember the ad? It'll be like, LJ Hooker, you're the best. Yeah, but it could just be a brand, like McDonald's. I suppose that was a person too. Well, that was the brothers. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, world's come crashing. Basketball was invented by a guy. (laughs) (laughs) There's just people behind all these concepts. I just thought they were organisations that were kind of amorphous and large. Ray White shouldn't be alive, though. It sounds like because it's too... Yeah, yeah, he should have... It should be a guy, but he died Mm. in the 50s. Exactly, yes. He had a small corner shop. But he's organising reality television. It It doesn't sit right with me. If I read the story of it, there's no way I'd cry reading the story of a real estate company. No, oh, I've been on a bit bit of a... um, a stretch where I've been uh, Googling the people that are behind oh, this the actual reality program. Oh, the, the Instagrams. No, 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 the stars. Yeah, no, the stars. But then they've got kind of people who work with them that are on the show as well. And they're all on Instagram and you can see their, um, their websites and stuff. And I think it, yeah, it just is in, in the real estate world to make little videos, kind of like content like this. They're doing podcasts. They're doing walkthroughs. Yeah. Where they're in, the, they're showing off the um, the bedrooms and stuff, but they're kind of trying to be funny. Obviously, they're trying to like put their kind of brand in that content. But then there was another guy who was kind of doing that. So he was doing a walkthrough of a house. 
but he was kind of doing it ironically. He was like, and I suppose now I'll take my shirt off and go in the pool because that's what people always do in these videos. I'm watching, I'm like, is that what people do? Like, <laughs> you're subverting something I've never <laughs> never really seen, but oh, that's fine, that, that's fine, I suppose. You're being kind of funny. But like, yeah, it's, it's just a whole world where they're... I follow a few... Um, they're trying to do bits. Small town real estate agents uh, on the south coast of New South Wales. There right. were people I knew... Yes started obviously got into the world of real estate and then their personal accounts have now become yeah you know them whatever. At listings, going them like, at listings this one. or whatever when they do content one of them bought a drone the other day and there was we like go. flying I over love a drone and then one guy he does um he does great like kind of weekly industry reports about like what's the state of play thank in god i know I know. Otherwise, you'd have no clue what was going on. Have no clue. They never get many views, but I always watch. Probably get like 50 or 60 views. Gotcha. doesn't have many followers. But I guess maybe if you were going to buy a house, you'd go on there. No. But it's just... Who's it's- following? This is what annoys me because particularly on this Lux Listings one, they're selling very expensive houses and they would get a big commission. So these, these people that are the real estate agents for these top people, they're making good money. I assume they're relatively rich themselves. But they walk around these houses, these very top-tier houses with like crazy you know garages with like eight car spots yeah. and a spinning thing. And they're like, how cool is this? And they sit down. They're like, yeah, wouldn't mind living here. It's like, you're not, you, you can't. This is not your house. You, they're acting like, like it's their house it. and they're part of it. You're the cunt who just introduces and then it's done. Yeah, it's You're got, not involved. They think they've got a seat at the table. They think they've got a seat at the table. But they don't You're have a, a minion. Seat. But they might get a night in there, you know. <laughs> you reckon they go and sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And dream? If there was a few empty nights in there, no one, as if you wouldn't do it. Although $80 million... Like, you'd, there'd probably be no empty nights. You'd... Or there'd be a security system. I think you could maybe try it, but, like, the risk could be too high. If you lose the contract, my Lord. So do you find out how much they earn? No. Nah. No, and you don't really see their houses either. I want to see their houses. This is like a know. fucking 60s two-bedroom apartment in Coogee, probably. Yeah, probably. Which is like fine. Oh, some of them. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that But that must be deflating. If you're selling an $80 million house, spending all day in these beautiful They houses. love it. They love the... It's it's similar to the people that are kind of like adjacent to comedy and they think they're funny and they want to be in comedy. I feel like real estate agents are often people who crave wealth and fanciness and feel part of it because they're adjacent to it. But it's like... And then, you know, the best ones can probably achieve it to some degree because they're successful in their own right and, yeah, they get to buy a fancy house too. But, they yeah, they're getting... They're filling their ego up with yeah. the, the fucking walkthrough that they do at an auction of a fancy house as if they're, they live there. It's actually unhinged. I do like when you go to a rental listing and then mm. it doesn't matter, like, because I've gone to some fancy ones and they still treat you like you could potentially buy the house. Yeah. Even though... Totally. Well, they don't know. They don't know. Some so of the kind of, clients that's good for on this ego, one though. are like loopy. You'd never suspect that they have $100 million. But so, they wouldn't know. So Because sometimes loopy people were fucking minted. That's what that's what I'm saying. Some of, and they are on this oh, show. Oh, they actually buy the houses. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you see that, yeah, some of the people that are billionaires, they're nuts and you wouldn't be able to pick it. I though I feel like a lot of the listings I've been to when I was like looking for an apartment or something. Yeah, you're looking to pay like three hundred bucks um, with someone else. When we were looking, I don't know. Yeah, like three hundred. Whatever kind of, it is, yeah. Like not heaps, and then maybe the shitter ones that you were looking at. There would sometimes be the real estate agent. There would be just like a normal person who was kind of just normal, but sometimes it would be a bit of a fancier looking person who was like dressed up, looked pretty good. Miserable. Covering for someone. 
probably and hated being there. And and now I realize why they dream of a world of where they're in the million dollar houses because that's what that, you get in the game for. That has to be the top, yeah, right? I suppose, but who fucking cares? You're not... You don't get to live there. No, well, Tom... You're you getting should, paid a wage. They probably get a commission. But pride in your work, you know? You ought to work on good projects. Think but about... They're take, tre- treating the renters like shit, being like, yeah, yeah. The, they are shit. They don't care about renters. They don't. They work for the person that owns the house. They don't give a fuck about renters. But you're the same for the buying as well. You're just... You're an eight... You're just... It's a nine to five job where you just have to sell some shit. Yeah, you, but you don't live there. No, but when so when you buy it, there's no follow up to the person. Once they're in, they're in. You're kind of you're out. Oh, yeah, Do you know to, what I yeah, mean? They're managing the sale as opposed to the yeah. yeah, yeah. They're nice to you when you try to rent the place. Like no, they're not. That's what I'm saying. In the inspections, when you're trying to rent the place, sometimes the fancier people have, have oh, been placed and they're, they're pissed above, off. Yeah, they're just like, ugh, I don't want to be doing a. Rent, I don't want to be doing a five hundred a week rental. I want to be selling a five million dollar house. Yeah. So they're just like, this sucks. Dude, no one that's rented me a house has ever been above the age of 18. They're always in like <laughs> yeah. an oversized suit. Like weird <laughs> like, acne. They get totally. into like some fuck Daihatsu with pee plates exactly. on it. It's like their first ever gig. It's like that's... Well, it's like either that and they're pumped to be there and they're nice. They're like, can I get you a minty? Can I get you a minty? And you're like, yeah, that'd be good. And they're like walking through. They're like touching too much stuff. Um, or they're like, yeah, a bit surly, 30 years old, look good. Yeah. And they hate that they're there. Or they look a bit dishevelled or something. Yeah. And they're where they are meant to be and they're happy with it and they're vaguely good at their job. There's a lot of... I've been watching Love Island, the UK series. A lot of cross... I feel like they're all real estate agents in their other job. I don't know what <laughs> they all do. Vibe. But they all like they have that exact jobs. same... In like Married at First Sight, one, one of the um, model-looking women, it said she was a door-to-door salesman. It's like that job what? hasn't existed for 40 years. They're lying about those jobs. Well, I agree. A, there's a guy in there that's a, a semi-professional footballer, but it's like... Semi? Yeah, in the in England. Mm. And it's like... What else do you do? It's like, what else do you do? Like, yeah, is he still... Pl- like, uh, he would be so famous if he was, mm. like, at a professional level. Semi-professional. What team is letting him out to go do eight weeks in the, the villa in Spain? It's better be the off-season. So getting off-season for him... Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, um, it's a great show. You should watch that show. They're all hooking up. It's like, are they not allowed to? Isn't no, they can promise? do. There's, they can do whatever they want. Oh. They can do whatever they want. Mm. Someone got fingered the other night. That's crazy. There's a guy with a club <laughs> foot on there. Yeah, and he's. It's all the girls are like not wanting to fuck him. <laughs> it's brutal. I mean, fair. He's a cutie. Yeah, he's like hot. What is a club foot? It's like when you're born and your foot... Um, thank God there's a camera on us today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like when you're born and a foot go is that way. Yes. Yeah. What? So they have to break it. You have to have a lot of surgery at birth and they break it that way. Fuck off. And then so now what does it look like now that they fixed it? He's got... It's normal, but I think your tendon becomes shorter at the back. Yeah. So you kind of uh, stand on your toes a bit more. Okay. Yeah. That's not that bad. But that's how they know. Yeah, complete. and he's like the hottest one in there. Oh my god! They didn't like the other night. He got didn't get like they were. I'm surprised by that because I feel like um, in that kind of like surface level kind of real estate agent hot people world, um, they kind of understand that some degree of empathy is kind of looked looked upon fondly in society, mm. but they don't really understand it because they're all psychopaths. Yeah. So one kind of tiny little thing wrong with you like that would often be attractive. I think. Because they'd be like, "Oh, I'm a good person. I'm yeah. going out with 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 James." Looks on everything, and he has me. a yeah. It's not everything. He's got a fucked foot. He's, he's like tendon is a bit shorter than mm. he's like he's a ten. He could be a model, 
But like, I think he is a model. Yeah. There we go. I'm, but why isn't this working? This I, is just crazy. Say, but I they, think it will. They come out and they say, um, they all love to say that like personality is the most. Dead. They're always like, it's pretty crazy because they take away their phones and shit, and all they're allowed to talk about is like relationships mm. with everyone. That's the only thing they talk about, mm. and so they go crazy over the space of a day. They like swap partners and stuff, and they're like developing new feelings. Yeah, but they all love to say they're like personality is number one for me. Yet Clubfoot, you totally. go. Well, hasn't even had a kiss yet. Well, I suppose that is part of your personality, limping. But he's not even limp. It's like he just looks like he's he's about to do a dance or something. What you think? It's nice. It's like a skip. I like it. There's a bit of rhythm to the way he walks. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking limp to me, mate. He's limping, mate. I'm limping. We're all limping at the moment. Do we want to talk about COVID? Melbourne just fell. Melbourne fell, and um, my fear. With these Melbourneites, is that we're in Sydney. Yeah, they blame Sydney for the outbreak to some degree. I think it, it's possible that for the rest of our lives, Melbourne people hate Sydney in like a way that's beyond what they used to. I mean, because like there's already a bit of resentment. Not much. I don't think. I think it's a bit playful, but definitely Melbourne people t- seem to take it a bit seriously. Like I don't know when you perform comedy in Melbourne, sometimes there is a bit of like, oh Sydney, like we don't like it. It's like, oh really? I thought it was all a bit of a joke when you heard about that rivalry, but it feels like it's kind of well, not to j- some people. Yeah, I think in Sydney it's a joke. Melbourne, yeah, it's not a joke. Melbourne to is just so fucking lame though. Like give it a rest. They're like, I think know, at, the, at the moment they're like, they're like, oh you fucking. Sydney people cause this. It's like, whatever. We just did our... <laughs> Not even an argument back. Just like, yeah, whatever. It's no, like, but it's all crazy Could and you be like... more than just the goody two-shoes loser in the corner of a classroom? It's like... It's not cool to follow the rules. When did it become the cool thing to do to follow the rules? Yes, I want to get a coffee and walk down the street and walk along the beach. Totally. Give me a fucking break, all right. And there haven't been any transmissions outside. Outside is actually, that's smart. That's actually looking for the, not the loopholes, for the things that are good to do. They were, yeah, just because you had a more restrictive thing and you complied overly with it and kind of enjoyed it deep down because you love compliance. They should be thanking us, Tom. For 80% of the international arrivals, guess yes. who took them? <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> yes. No one yes, else wanted yes, to touch yes. them. <laughs> totally. But we stood up and we said, hey, yeah. we're adults. We can deal with this. Pop in the limo. Forget about the mask. If anyone it should be to blame, it's Melbourne again for mm. not fucking checking their borders. If they were that worried, they should have just built the wall that they so desperately want. Totally. I think they're partly to blame. Um, at least, I don't think it's as simple. It's a very chaotic crazy situation you can't blame a whole city like it's you could maybe blame a few politicians for not acting quick enough even that i think is arguable but um i'm just worried about the kind of the more long-term effect for people that aren't politicians or whatever i don't really care about any of the politicians they'll rise and fall but like in 10 years i think there's a good chance that your standard melbourneite who is maybe like 15 now, but like 25 and 10 years. It's like Sydney caused the... Not only did they act smug when we were in lockdown, but then but they caused a second smug. I mean, there's a perception that we did. It's because they were just at home bored. They were bored and they were jealous. Sydney has been so cool about this latest lockdown that we're in. I've heard no real whinging. People mm. are just like, yeah, whatever, you know. Totally. Probably because we're outside quite a lot. But <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, and where are you... Where would you see the whinging? I, I feel like on social online, media. Online. Yeah. I feel like I've monitored. Well, you used to live both. in Melbourne. 
So you follow people yes, on social media. Yes, a pretty big spread. That, that uh, are from Melbourne and Sydney. And you think there was more whinging back then. They have, they did go through back then more. Like, give us a few bad. more weeks and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It'll be interesting to monitor, actually. Just the, the whinginess levels. Did you see, I think maybe I sent it to you or someone sent it mm. in that group chat we're in. Just like, just a text post on Instagram that just said, fuck Sydney. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, obviously that's a bit on the nose and like a bit lame. Just not even trying to have a good take. Yeah. Right? Just being like, you fuck Sydney. But is it just down to two removalist guys or something? Is that? Yeah. But it seems like there were maybe other ways that it got through. I'm not across it. Well, I think it was through. No, I think they snuck through. But I mean, mm. like, still, once again, the removalists were always going to go. Mm. But I think everyone's angry. They said because we've been outside or something. They see photos. They do see photos. Time. I saw videos today. People were taking of the traffic. What do you mean of the traffic? Of just traffic. We don't like, stand up in the traffic. No, is it? Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> you like, guys. <laughs> How, Melbourne's weird, right? Oh, fuck. No, you're leaving to Melbourne? You're going to Melbourne? Oh, you're a movalist. Okay. You're enough. trying to get in the car. People screaming. Get out. Like, I'm just trying to do bits. They can't hear me anymore. Everyone's got the windows up. They're worried about the thing. I've got to get in. It's ruined my stand up. Imagine that. Instead of a squeegee guy at the uh, at the lights trying to do your um, trying to do your windscreen, he pops knock in the back. A few knock-knock jokes. Get a few dollars. Knocks outside. Then does a knock-knock inside, jumps out. Yeah, two bucks, whatever you reckon. That's what I'd do if I uh, ever became homeless. Just pay what you think it's worth. <laughs> exactly. There's uh, absolutely uh, no kind of hostage situation taking place <laughs> that I won't get out of the car if you don't give me money or there's, well, there's no it would kind of implied you, aggression at all. It'd make you tighten up those jokes. Those lights go... <laughs> exactly. They're going red quick, yeah, green yeah. quick. Yeah, the rooms in Sydney are fucking tough. I've been doing a lot of cars <laughs> recently where they scream at you to get out. They're How like, long do you get, get away from my kid. <laughs> yeah, oh, the spot's usually between like eight seconds, ten seconds, yeah. depending on how kind of aggressive and they, they are. And they heckle. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, mainly screaming. Like, it's difficult to... So you just kind of learn to kind of get around. Yeah. Like when you were performing in Adelaide and there were like, it's a bit of a fairground environment. Yeah. There's like roller coasters in the background. This was like, it's mainly screaming here. And then like a male voice, if there's a father in the car being like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, like so you got to like kind of pitch your jokes in that kind of <laughs> in that middle in section. That space. <laughs> it needs to be in that kind of space between like angry, protective father, yeah, and scared child, scared child. child. <laughs> it's loud and quick, punchy. <laughs> you got to get there. Well, you'll have their attention. Exactly. But it's trying to use Sometimes that the radio's energy. on too. So it's like other voices. you got to like wait for the gaps in <laughs> those voices and then the screams. And then Walking the they're like, hey, can you just turn the radio down for a second? <laughs> this is not an ideal environment. I can already tell this is not going to... It's like screaming is the opposite of laughter. So you're going to need to come back to zero because currently you're at like minus 10 and I'm never going to get you to three. Guys, I'm doing art here. Okay? <laughs> this is a performance. Bit of respect. Exactly. Bit of respect. When I say art, this is all new. I'm doing all new today. You walk in with a notepad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne, uh, whingy, don't you reckon, what with you the reckon? lockdown? Oh, that'll be big one day. <laughs> I'll do that in a truck one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Start in the little hatchbacks. Work your way into a sedan. Dude, are you getting a people mover? There's like oh, eight people in there. How'd you get that, brother? Yeah, dude, a minivan. You're just looking for minivans <laughs> to jump in. More kids. Difficult in there. So then you could get the fucking bucket and hand it around and be like, just a few coins. <laughs> What, do you want money from every member of the... Yeah, well, if you put, that's what you do, yeah. the big gigs. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, should we wrap this up? Let's do it.
Something is still still with the crew crew. You see that? And